I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you witches and warlocks? I'm Alan. I'm a witch. Nice. I'm Max. Oh, are you a <laughs> gray somebody person? In there. Yeah, I'm you're a gray, a gray person. person. I'm a gray are you, are you gray, person. You're under the gray spell? I'm Max. Are your shoes changing from this oh, outlandish boot to... No. To style, to, to to classy casuals, a, a loafer, a loafer, just a yeah, gray, a just a gray, loafer. a gray loafer, a, a gray loaf, but with a, <laughs> with oh like a like a non-slip. Are you? Yeah. Going, you know what I mean? Like you, a, like you remember a the old loafer. like. Yeah, yeah, but like specifically, you remember the shoes that that would get sold out of the truck at Disney because yes! they were the like they were the like approved non-slip yeah. black shoe that oh, would be yeah, it's so ugly. It's, it's that but gray. It's that <laughs> shoe and just but gray. Khakis. This is the weirdest reference for anybody. Yeah, I'm sorry, but just for the three of us. But they're gray and yeah. like a, yeah. and like a. Re- I think you could make that outfit at Disney costume. A reversible belt, but it's just two shades of gray. It's like cadaver dance, but minus a cowboy hat. Yes. You know what I mean? And like fun. minus the and fun. F- sure, right. And for all of you who former cast members or not, this is Zeta Lapidus. It is the <laughs> podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or decom in chronological order, and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week. Uh, as that very, very niche-specific reference would indicate, we've watched Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. I haven't thought about that shoe truck in probably 15 years. <laughs> and by 15 years, I mean definitely more than less than 15 years, because, you know, it was yeah. six, at least. I mean, how long has it been since you've seen the truck? truck? Yeah, yeah they you used not to, seeing those? The shoe truck would be at Magic Kingdom. Uh-huh. I don't, I didn't go to the shoe truck. Oh, I didn't go to the shoe truck, truck either, but I know it existed. Yeah. And it was sold cast member approved shoes it yes. sold specifically one brand of non-slip shoes i must have blacked that out I, because i yeah. was a bougie bitch in guest relations so i was wearing heels they didn't sell heels mm, out of the truck uh, i think no, that probably not i saw like mostly the uh like chef's food, food and beverage yeah because they were required yeah. to have non-slip yeah. i mean i was for the six months i was in qsr i was required to have non-slip right. but yeah. yeah and i didn't buy them at a shoe truck for the record I, but, I did a lot of rack room like the bogos uh-huh. at like a rack uh-huh. room at the outlets or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that actually, guys, this is the weirdest thing for us to be talking about. It's I think very, that not only, is. not only did they sell them at the magic kingdom, they actually had a deal where you could just get it taken out of your paycheck. I remember this now. Good there was Lord. a flyer, right? That you didn't have to, you didn't have to pay for them. They would give you the shoe and then they would like, Basically, you'd pay like go on payments out of your paycheck to pay for the shoe. It was like a deal they ran with Disney. You know what? I'm this is screaming back to me. I'm seeing it on the cast member hub where they would yes. the announcements and there yes. was like, there would be like this one's like approved yellow for, boxes. Yeah, and like this one's approved for quick service beverage. This one and it would tell you so you could just walk up and be like I'm this size and I'm in this department and they'd hand yes. you. Yes. All right, it's coming back. Shoe truck. <laughs> Well, we know where all the cast of Halloween Town got their shoes, apparently. <laughs> it's at well, the cast black. Shoe they, 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 gotta, well, they, they had to be gray. They, they had to do for the gray shoes. They had to do for the gray yeah. ones. Uh, <laughs> the description for this movie, if we can get back to it, you two, is as follows. <laughs> a young witch and her grandmother work together to foil the plans of a wicked warlock's son before he can use powerful spells to create chaos in the world. That's true. Accurate. This was released October 12th of the year 2001, so it is a seasonal film. Did either of you watch this as a kid? 
You know, no. I thought maybe because I vividly remember watching the first one, but as I watched this movie, I have no recollection of it. I definitely did not. I, I, mean, I don't I mean, even, I don't, I don't remember what I said in the first episode, but I don't think I watched that one. I might have watched parts of it later, but mm. if I'm going against what I said before, you know. Past Max know. is, an, is a moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch this as a kid. Although, like, the, the plot is pretty darn similar in terms of the, the beats of, of the risk of Halloween Town in the world, but, like, it just it felt felt kind of tangentially yeah, similar. similar. Yeah, similar. Except that, for all the fun part of her finding out she's a witch and learning how to be a witch is gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like the first I, third of the other movie. A lot of the like zany funness of Halloween Town is lost because of the the, the conceit of this film. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's weird. I all of these all of these sequels, well, I guess not Jumping Ship, but all these sequels feel like kind of muted versions of the first one of them. And then there's Jumping Ship, which is like, well, our first one was really grounded, so we're crazy. We're you Jumping know, Ship, like, quite literally, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in any case, that is, that's what we're watching, Halloween Town 2. But it, it was not, I will say, like any sequel, it was nice to see familiar characters again. Oh, yeah. Warm I have, again. I have yeah. some timeline discrepancies that I desperately want to dive into for this film. But sure. first, let's talk about the top song and top grossing film of the time. The top song was Fallen by Alicia Keys. I think that's back for a it, second time. It's back? It yeah. It dropped and then rose came back, back up again? Rose wow. from the ashes like a phoenix. It, it was yeah, reborn. It was. It was. J-Lo. The, we yeah, we definitely had Alicia Keys. It was Fallen. It was right? Fallen because I, so. I sang it and then said I'm not going to sing it. I think I... I'm not Alicia Keys, nor am I anywhere close to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the top song. She's wow. back. She came back. The top grossing film of the time was Training Day. Oh, Denzel. Oh, Denzel. Yeah. yeah. Good, good we movie. love Denzel. The top news headlines of the time. We'll start with one that's like sad and depressing. Then we'll move to one that's actually like funny. Uh, is... The war in Afghanistan started. Uh, we sure. had the events of last week that we discussed based on the, the attacks of September You know 11th. what I'm surprised by? Yeah. I'm surprised that neither time that Alan Jackson song was the number one song. Hmm. Put your boot in your ass. No, we've been over this. That's Toby Keith. Word. That is Toby Keith, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Get your head out of your ass. Put a boot in your ass. Cause in the that American world. Next year. Oh, I'm close. talking about. Where were I'll... you when the world stopped turning? <laughs> yeah, that right. September yeah. day. Booting your ass is more fun. We're out in the yard. <laughs> oh my God. Your wife and children. I thought we'd stop working the first on verse. some stage in LA. But yeah, I thought that would make it because that song came out. He wrote that quick. Courtesy of so red, white, and blue. Okay. <laughs> and the Statue of Liberty started shaking a fist. <laughs> it's and the eagle will that fly. Song is, and it's gonna that song be is hell. so crazy. When you hear Mother Freedom start Jesus. ringing a bell, it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you. you. All brought to your courtesy <laughs> of the red, red, white, and blue. I've been to a lot of country music concerts. I actually really liked country music growing up. Like late 90s, early 2000s country music has a soft spot in my heart. Anyway, what were you saying, Alan? (laughs) (sighs) 
was a horse girl. It kind of comes with the territory, you know? Oh, uh, put a boot in your ass. <laughs> that's, that's the line that I love most. <laughs> also, noteworthy of the time was the, the show Scrubs aired oh. October 2nd. I, like, like and debuted? Debuted, yeah. Fun. I'm no fun Superman. Show. That's the yeah. only part of the... Ooh, I'm no woo. Superman. I'm no Superman. And that ran for what? Eight seasons? That ran a long time. Yeah, it's, it's a, a long pretty time. funny it's show. It's a good show. It's a I good wonder if that holds up if you were to watch it now. I did a revisit of the first season not too long ago and I, I enjoyed it. But it's one of the I never I don't think I ever watched like past season three, maybe. But I remember when like season one and two I really loved. Isn't it supposed to be the conceit is like a funny Grey's Anatomy sort of situation? I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know that I would compare the two really, but it's definitely the comedy Ish. doctor show. Yeah. Anyway, that's some of the news headlines of the time and sort of the fun pop culture things. With that, let's dive into Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. Can I say uh, right off the bat, I think it's revenge. bold to call it Calabar's Revenge when he has nothing to do with this movie. Uh, he has half well, of the thing to do with the villain. I was going to say, it was his load. Yeah, he, he contributed <laughs> half of the DNA I, I that just, created I this. just want y'all to know, he gets, a, he gets a headliner credit in IMDb, and all he is is, is he's in one flashback. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like a very, very specific, like weird reference thing. I just wanted him to come back, though, not his progeny. Load. <laughs> we said different things there. We sure did. So Wait, who did he? Hold oh, on. God. Who did he fuck to make Cal? Ooh. I want to know. Because, Maybe like, that would who, be the focus of Halloween Town High. Who, who did he? he? Who's who is Cal's mom? Probably someone in the town. Then why isn't he half monster? Because he's where, a warlock. Where does this he, kid come from? If he fucked a did witch, Calabar, they would look like a person. <laughs> did Calabar murder Cal's mom? I mean, Calabar Because Calabar is single when we meet him. True. He's single and very Cal, ready to mingle. He's single and he, yeah, he's he's trying to hook up with a Cromwell. He's DTF. Mm. He's DTF. And then he's got this kid that is conveniently off screen. Maybe. The whole time. <gasps> conspiracy theory i'm ready no that would be gross i was gonna say what if he's a sibling of the other cromwells but oh then it's very incesty when we get mm -hmm. to the the sort of romance scenes later mm -hmm. well but heavily implied romance he's a si sorry who's a sibling of the other Cromwells? cow i thought, cow. I thought what if like the mom that would imply the cow bar fuck marty's mom though and that she had a child yeah, what if what mm -hmm. maybe if, that's why what she if left he Halloween and Town. are twins and there was like it's, Yo, a, it's a parent trap. I'm willing to accept <laughs> that this is why she hates Halloween Town. Maybe this yeah. is why she hates Halloween and Town. Then, yeah. Because you know what we still don't get resolved? <laughs> <laughs> Two movies later. Like she yeah, also maybe it was a parent trap situation and they like no, because Marnie is the daughter of the of the other dad, the human dad. That's what we're told. They, yeah, they bear maybe zero not. resemblance. I actually I, think they kind of look alike. Oh, weird. I uh, well, you know, sometimes maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I I am bothered by this. I know you're trying to get into it, Alan. So I'm just going to help you. I am bothered by this because 
we at the beginning of this movie get a synopsis of the first movie. Correct. They they show us scenes from the first Halloween Town, and Marnie does a voiceover where she describes yep. the events of Halloween Town to drop us in. And you know, I would prefer that they didn't do this. Agreed. That I, they would just leave. Yeah, I think we probably all are agreed. But I get it. But then the thing that bothers me is that they pick up and like. All the progress mom made gone. in the first movie, gone. gone. She's back to hating everything Halloween. And I'm like, you know what you could have caught me up on instead of the events of a film I've already seen is what happened between that film and right the fuck now, because clearly some things have changed. Right. So here, and not only that, not only that, mom's back to hating Halloween done. Cool. Whatever. They say out loud, two years have ha- passed between Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2. And Marnie and Dylan and Sophie all look way fucking older <laughs> than they were in the first one. They look older than two Not years. Not to mention the fact that we get later on, Mom says to Marnie that Marnie's going to graduate next year. She was 13 in the first film. She's going to graduate next year and spend a year with... Uh, With grandma in Halloween town to take over the Cromwell legacy. Like that's a point of contention. So she's 13. Maybe she just skipped a lot of grades and she's 15 graduating from high school. But well, she's going to graduate next year. She could be 16. It's still early, but it's not that early. I graduated 17. I mean, same, but that's like, she's 13 and a freshman then. Right. So she, well, you know, maybe I think it's it's, not out of the question. Maybe It's not out of the question, but it, I, I don't think two years is believable based on how tall Dylan is. Yeah, Dylan Let me say, had a growth well, spurt. let's be realistic for a minute. When did Halloween Town come out? Uh, 98, three so, years. Three years. So, I mean, would it make you feel better if it was three? Kind of. Like, With Marty's school timeline, it would make more sense. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe- I, I guess I don't know why they would make it two versus three. I, I don't think it really affects literally anything, but... I, I suppose my point is that the the age up is pretty accurate for considered. for just filming timeline, right? Mm. That kid got tall. The yeah, brother. that's how that's how kids work, Molly. Joey Zimmerman. I don't know how kids work. Yeah. Some, some. I mean, did you ever have a, a friend that was like pretty short, and then you came back to school after a summer, and suddenly they were like a fucking bean sprout? I don't know that anyone in my class did do that. All the kids. No, you that went were to the, school with eight people. All the kids that were tall were kind of tall, like always. Yeah. Well, the problem is you. The problem is you that's only knew true. seven kids. That's I mean, true. I think I was that kid because I had a growth spurt so much to where, like, I I was at risk for scoliosis. Like they were like, "Hey, you grew way fast." So yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. What we're saying is, early on in the movie, we have mom's back to hating Halloween Town. Grandma's been living with him for two years. Marnie's supposed to graduate the next year and take on the Cromwell name, and. There's still conflict between mom and grandma that we never explore, even though that was said to like supposedly resolved another sort of addition to what you were saying, Max. And we pick up at a Halloween party. It's Halloween night. It's Halloween. And they're despite mom, just like hating all of Halloween. They're hosting the fucking raver of the (laughs) of their city at their house. Like it's like a huge Halloween party. This is different from the last movie. Remember, she wouldn't even let him go trick-or-treating in the last film. Now there's people running around in costume. Yeah, she's grown. Well, not only that, like, you've got Aggie, Debbie Reynolds, who's Good to see her back. Good to see you back, Debbie. God, good to see you, Deb. 
Her and Sophie. Yeah. Sophie, I thought was a different kid. It's not, but she just looks so much oh, different. Oh, no. Yeah, same kid for sure, for sure. They, I mean, Aggie is performing like almost overt magical feats in front of these children. Like, and then we. <laughs> the, <laughs> dude, there's no trying to hide magic in this movie at all. Like, they're just doing magic in front of people the and of talking Marlin. about magic. They literally are like in a crowded room and they're like, you can't tell people you're a witch. Magic time in the open. <laughs> We have Marnie leave the party to go get into her wardrobe and does magic in, in front of an open window. Yeah. Out to the public. And that's when we first meet. Uh, we don't know him yet, but the the leather jacket wearing brooding villain to be Cal observes it. Do you know that in real life, those two are betrothed? Are they? Mm-hmm. They're, they're wed to each other? I think they're still engaged, but the act, Kimberly J. Brown and Daniel... I forget his last name, who plays Cal, are an item in, in real oh. life. They go to cons together. Mm. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Wait, if we if Mammoth Club does a Halloween con... Town. Oh, <laughs> wow. The franchise that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should go to a con and meet them after reviewing their body of work. If they ever go to the Halloween Town event in Halloween Town, we should go. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. We, again, all of this is like, hey, here is... He, let's just, let's reestablish our characters. We're at a Halloween party. Marnie changes. Cal enters the scene, and as Cal enters the scene, Sophie, the youngest one, is like gets like the bad juju feeling. She's like a Jedi. She's like, I've got a bad feeling about this. As Cal enters mm-hmm. the scene, and Marnie and Marnie ends up meeting Cal. I thought, and I don't know if you both thought this. I thought they had known each other based upon the the immediate like romantic tension that happened. No, not at all. Not at all a thing. They had just met, and Marnie's like, hey, stranger, how about you, you go on a tour of my house? Like, go up to my room. Including my grandma's room, what which a, I yeah. think is a weird move. Nothing like giving away all the family secrets to a person you just met, right? <laughs> I just want to point out something. Uh-huh. This entire movie, all the bad things that happen, everything foreboding to come, all occurs because Marnie wanted to get her dick wet. Wow. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't I mean, good think her. that's actually true because I wish it were actually Molly because they, um, <laughs> not, you know, not that I, I'm not okay. wishing that Marnie wants to get her dick wet. All right. Listen, she, she, I mean, listen, she can listen, be a thirsty be, girl, but like, hey, yeah. As long as everyone is consenting, go nuts. That's a yeah. child though. So let's I mean, not talk a, about he's literal children. He's a child. You know what I mean? I, that's fine. I'm not saying I have an issue with it. I'm saying I don't want to, as a 33-year-old no, man, comment di- on the sexual need, activity of children. To, we don't need to dive All into it. I'm, I'm just saying, saying is, if she wasn't this a is, thirsty girl, he couldn't have gotten that book. You I agree. This is, the this, is, this, is my, this is my point, is that in a bit, and, and we'll talk about this, in a bit, they're going to take the blame away from Marnie. And I and I actually didn't like that. I, I wish that the blame would have stayed on Marnie. And instead, they they sort of were like, well, that actually wasn't ever necessary. And so I, I'm a little frustrated by that. But anyway, yeah, I agree. She's a, she's a thirsty girl. And you know what? Good honor, man. 
Yeah. Good on He's her. got a nice leather jacket. He gives her a flower. He's, He's got a British dad for reasons. Yeah, he brings in his dad who <laughs> doesn't act like a person. He acts like a... Um, Cal, distinctly not British. Dad, <laughs> very fucking British. <laughs> Comes into the room. Yeah, and uh. he acts like um, three raccoons in a trench coat. Oh, we, want yeah. some wine sherbet? <laughs> we, we will later find out that he is close to three, three raccoons. frogs in a, in a <laughs> trench coat. Three dozen three frogs in a, in a trench coat. coat. Oh, God. I, I was just reminded as I watched Marty with this boy that she's never met in her grandmother's room Chambers. full of magic secrets. <laughs> oh, I I was reminded of this quote from Gilmore Girls where Warawai says, does he have a motorcycle? If you're going to ruin your life, he better have a motorcycle. And I was like, <laughs> like, come on, dude. You're literally, you met this guy in the kitchen 10 minutes ago and you're like, want to see kind of the whole secret about my entire family? Like, <laughs> You want to see all of it? Just all yeah. of it. Also, Check it out. There's a fun meta moment somewhere in this party scene where grandma watches the TV, but the TV is... Was it a sitcom about Halloween Town, no, or is she watching like a real time she, cable? She's feed watching down? her crystal she's, ball. She's watching her crystal ball. She's, she's watching CCTV. <laughs> but the uh, best part spying. is, but she is spying on but, Halloween Town. But it's meta as fuck because her crystal ball plays the score to Halloween Town. <laughs> that we're listening to. <laughs> it'd be like if Harry Potter walked into Hogwarts and it was like do 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 do, like if he could hear that. That's what happened. So it's good that you called that out. She's watching her the the CCTV crystal ball, and the only purpose that serves is to introduce Gort, the Jawa, who we're gonna see later. The Jawa, <laughs> who we're gonna yeah, that's all Gort is. Gort is like the Jawa from Star Wars. Like I want to collect the things. I personally I, love. I Gort. have droids. They don't work. Is a Jawa True. the one that? Uh, they're not sand people. They're the short ones that. They're the one, they're the ones that I like how we do the voices if it's uh, gonna help. That, that whiny <laughs> guy who's important buys the droids from. Yes, yep, correct. That's the one. That is the one. Thank you. And by whiny guy that's important, listeners, she means Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. That's him. You know? Mm -hmm. The main character. He's of so whiny. That trilogy. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, okay. She gives away the family secrets. Cal's there. Alex, Cal's dad, but definitely not a dad definitely frogs in a skin suit is really hitting and laying it on thick with Marnie's mom. Both the of these women fast to buckle to any male attention. <laughs> True. Yeah. They share that. Oh, Both awesome. of them share that. Reminds me, we got to click the single parent counter up, even though it is again, yet this, I mean, it's the same single parent, Correct. but same single parent. still counts. No, I agree. Cal's dad is here. The, <laughs> the frogs in the skin suit. <laughs> I mean, Cal is a no parent counter because mom is unknown. Calabar is. Is Calabar dead? Uh, he's destroyed. Maybe. I, mean, I, don't I know. guess so. He'll probably come back in a future film because. We, we got two more of these, so I bet we he comes two back. more to go. We so. sure do. What happens inside of Marty's grandmother's room, Aggie's room, is Cal steals a book. That's like a mini baby book that's been shrunk down. It's a book of spells. And then he dips, but not before he and his father invite Marnie and Marnie's mother to the Halloween, the big Halloween bash in the center of town. Actually, Cal okay. says, I really want to go, but I'm not a student yet. Do you think if I have a good enough costume, they'll let me in? And Marnie's like, well, if you go with someone that's a student, you can 
redacted to me later. And I mean, <laughs> you can you can redact you can me. Fuck in the bathroom. <laughs> I was gonna say much more offensive things, and then I remembered that they <laughs> are children. <laughs> so, I, 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 I don't even feel good about what I said. You know? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, she says basically, I you can come with me, and then he produces a rose out of nowhere. Oh, what a cool callback, her, listener! And it's titillating. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I. I I'm so glad you mentioned the, the this party out because this is not the town Halloween party. This is not this is not the way it was sold. The way it is sold is it's a high school party and it's for high schoolers because they're like, well, I'm not enrolled at the high school, right? And even when Alex asked mom, she's like, it's for the high schoolers. And I was like, did this guy now I don't know he's frogs in a skin suit at this point. But I'm like, did this guy just ask her out on a date to chaperone a high school dance? <laughs> that's hot. That's the move. That's like, something a frog would do. <laughs> God, I should have known right then. <laughs> that's he likes lime like sherbet because green's his favorite color, and he asks yeah. Bob and he to wants chaperone. to chaperone high schoolers. Absolutely. That does sound like a frog. At one point. They are at the party and Sophie comes up to mom and she's talking to her about wanting to do stuff. And she's like, no, go to bed. And I thought that was so weird because there's a whole ass party happening downstairs with tons of kids Sophie's age. It's Halloween and the mom sends her to bed. And I was like, what kid's going to go to bed? And also, that's so mean. Like, she didn't even do anything wrong. She just wants to like go to the party or go she wants to like go do something with her mom and her mom's like no go to bed she wants to go to halloween town because that that's like oh when you're bad right. she wants starts to, to happen okay well sure she can't go to halloween town but like she can still enjoy the party in your fucking living room i think the only line mom says to sophie for the first 70 minutes of this film is go to bed yes so. it's a common refrain it is a chorus of that line Cal leaves. Alex stays. Yeah, Alex is still mooching on mom. He's handing out lime sherbet. Yeah, scooping it. While Alex is macking on Marnie's mom, Cal dips. We're like smacking. Get it, honey smacks. The mascot's a frog. <laughs> I want nothing more than for our editor to do a sad slide whistle right fucking there. Just, I thought it was wonderful. Don't don't do it. I I love it. I I didn't know where you were going, but when it got there, I was happy to have been on the journey. That's a long ass walk. <laughs> yeah, but long. it was worth it. You ever do like a big hike with a good view at the end? <laughs> that was my honey specs. That's how I feel right now. I was tired along the way, but as soon as I got there, I was like, nice. <laughs> I'm invigorated. <Yeah. laughs> Hashtag worth it. Okay. As soon as Cal leaves. Dude, the honey smacks are pretty good. <laughs> Did you ever eat them? Stop not the not a top though. cereal for me, but I didn't hate them. You know? I was yeah, more of a... They're pretty, they're pretty good. I, I prefer corn pops over those. But. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Nothing touches... Corn pops? Nothing touches... Gotta have your Cap'n. pops? Yeah, but nothing touches the Cap'n. Cap'n Crunch was the best. Alan, your favorite cereal? 
Cap'n Crunch will cut the top of your mouth to ribbons. That's part of the Alan, <laughs> part of the Alan, joy. Reese's what is your pieces favorite is my cereal? favorite cereal. Reese's Pieces with Puffs. eggnog. <laughs> yes, with eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to eat cereal is <laughs> out of milk. <laughs> also, no, but that's my gold grams. That's the secret. Oh, I do like Cap'n Grams. Cap'n Crunch cuts the top of your mouth so that the flavor gets in faster. I mean, it the goes drugs? in through the blood. <laughs> the drugs <laughs> get in faster. Yeah, that's, they, that's right. Those crystalline things as yeah, your you mouth is. Shredded to ribbons? Uh, you, yes. Yes. Okay. So Cal exits the party. He utters a spell and is transported to Halloween Town. As soon as he leaves, bad shit starts happening immediately. And we know that because Debbie Reynolds' Mary Poppins bag of candy stops producing candy. And this yeah. this little kid who's like, just my luck. Is like, I loved that little kid. <laughs> Me too. He's devastated by it. And the to summarize, that's when... Uh, Aggie is like, hey, we got to go back to Halloween Town. Something's happening. Magic ain't right. Mom is against it. Shocking. Dylan's a fucking dweeb. Sophie wants to go. And Marnie's like, I'm going to be the next Cromwell because they've written Mom off at this point. And they collectively decide Marnie and Aggie are going to go to Halloween Town. And they share, like, Aggie introduces some pretty inventive technology. I think Aggie is an innovator where she brings out these headphones that are shrunken heads like a la copies. Trader Sam and hands one of them to Dylan because he's so helpful and takes one of them herself because now they can talk across dimensions when one is in Halloween Town and the other is here on Earth. What a convenient de- invention she has there for them. I just like that they were bright red and blue. Oh, they like, were? <laughs> yeah alan liked they this were. movie because most of it was in gray yeah i do love halloween <laughs> time like, it made me feel at home it looked natural alan's Look like what's that. the difference <laughs> I, I, hey listen the gray spell seems like a good thing i'd use that i anyway. actually thought that this the that the headphone one solid pun but two i was like that looks like a toy i had in the 90s like <laughs> like that that thing just looked like the late 90s, early 2000s to me because it was like crazy and really bright color. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that looks like it. They went to KB Toys and bought that Absolutely. and then made it into a prop. Like The best and most unsettling part of those headphones was when you spoke into it, the mouth moved on the other I, side. I, <laughs> I liked it. I wish I that's like, how phones work today. You want your phone to grow a pair of lips. Yeah. And just, just, oh. Talk to me. Oh, boy. Hey. hey. Do you think that That's so mo- my Memoji, do you hey. think Memoji uh, these got are its a idea from lips. that? <laughs> All right, headphone users, I apologize. Lips <laughs> are moving oh, and grooving. Oh, wow. <laughs> can, can I say, if, if mom's not telling Sophie to go to bed, the other thing she's saying is some kind of line of, you can't be a witch. You have to be a normal person. And I don't understand in any universe where you get to decide between having magical powers and being a normal person, why she thinks Marnie would choose being a normal person. Well, because Molly, you didn't get fucked by Calabar and have to give up your child to live live in secrecy in Halloween Town. That's why you can't empathize. Maybe if mom would tell us why the fuck she hates Halloween Town, I'd understand. (laughs) But. (laughs) Dude, I agree. I remember saying that in the first one. I was like, maybe in the sequel we'll get like mom's thing. No. 
Untrue. Still yeah. now. It just boggles me over and over that mom keeps being like, well, you gotta be a person. And I'm like, in what fucking planet would anyone choose to be a regular person when they could do magic? Marnie, Marnie, you just gotta find the joy in scooping the lime sherbet. You just gotta... Like, just get if I could go like this and, and scoop ice cream? Oh my God. You gotta find the joy in eating the honey smacks, you know? like You're just gonna get ice cream elbow from the scooping. It's gonna be a I whole know. thing. So they that's, go... That's life, isn't it? <laughs> Dealing with ice cream elbow. When when life gives you limes, scoop Sherbert. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Fucking nailed it. Okay. Marnie and Aggie leave the house. They are unable to catch the bus because of Cal, presumably. And they open a portal. This brand new visual effect of the portal opening... From the witches chanting their spell, which is apparently in Welsh, by the way. All witches' spells in Halloween Town are Welsh. We learn that later. Which is like, what a random detail to give us. My thought here is, why would they, why, why, why have they ever taken the bus? Well, the, the portal and the bus only Somebody explain on to Halloween. Me. If the option to... The bus only functions on Halloween. If they, so does the portal. If they That's have, what I'm saying. So why, <laughs> why not just take why the Why the fuck would you, would you get on a crowded ass bus if you could just make a fucking portal somewhere? We need a new plot device to transport them. <laughs> I did like the bus scene, though, last time. It was good. So did I, but like, let's be real. You no. getting on that bus? It's like if you could apparate somewhere or take a crowded. I understand, but why would why, <laughs> why would Debbie Aggie? Reynolds took yeah. the fucking bus last yeah, movie? Why would she take the bus? Why would I she agree. take the bus? <laughs> I agree. I'm just trying to make it make sense. Maybe it's like a social thing. They're like, Everybody likes they're like, doing it. She didn't talk like, to anybody. Damn it. <laughs> well, the other. Damn it! The bus didn't come. We have to use our much more convenient method of travel. <laughs> <laughs> So they do, and they roll up to a Halloween town that is gray. Sad Halloween town. The jack-o'-lantern has been replaced with a stone set of Minecraft bricks sitting on the set in, the, in the town center. God, that, that brick was weird looking, wasn't it? It was even weirder looking when Cal's fucking face showed up in it. And oh, I hated that. He literally yep. showed up. He's like, hated that. Hey there, Marnie and Cromwell he witches. He calls her a naughty You're a girl. Cutter's naughty a naughty girl. girl. I really hate Debbie you. Reynolds. He calls Debbie, Debbie Reynolds, Reynolds a naughty girl, no. and I I did not like it. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> of all the characters to call Naughty Girl, Debbie Reynolds is not the person I, I'm I that. did not like but, that. Okay, but before Naughty Girl, we are in sad Halloween town Tonight, where... I'll be a naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> we are in sad town and everybody's like mostly grayscale or all the way grayscale. And instead of being like... I'm sorry, as an expert in this, they're all the way gray. <laughs> Couple people had like orange shorts and stuff. Mm -mm. Nope, mm. <laughs> all the gray. Uh, uh, but they. Sounds like get out of the way. It's my turn to yeah, talk you're about right, color. You're right. You know what? I'm <laughs> get, sorry. Get the fuck out of here. Gone is Halloween Town's zany, uh, endearing wackiness, and instead it's just people walking around like in the before part of the Wizard of Oz. Like it's mm -hmm. just sad. It's also a new Halloween Town. This is no longer the like big town square mm -mm. with the trees and the grass this is a fucking set yep. that is very square everything is square and it made me a little bummed out if i'm being honest i was like man like that that like town center where the jack lantern was in the first movie was so like it was it was cool right like it was a cool 
uh, setting for the film to be. And I was like, that's four walls, basically. Like, yeah. this is just a big warehouse set. Like, it's... Uh, that it, it was like interesting to see it sort of like it felt more compacted i think at least yeah was, very claustrophobic compared yeah. to what it was which i mean effective True. for what they're doing but once it changes back to normal halloween town at the end it's it sort of like little the effect of it yeah, yeah. little yeah. so we get everybody's gray or turning gray and then worse they're becoming human. Then we figure that out. <laughs> I love I love that the worst thing that can happen is that you become a boring human. Yeah. yeah. They're like, worse, they're human and gray. Um, because Luke is a human now. He's no longer Luke. his goblin self. And there's like this interesting interaction here that you mentioned earlier, Max, where Marnie and Aggie are like, well, who could have done this? What could have happened? Uh cows are only suspect and da 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 and and marnie's like no he was nice and it's like shut the fuck up marnie <laughs> he would never have done that i know his character i met him for all of 15 minutes before i revealed our secrets to him it's god it's and his appearance because he does appear shortly after sort of after marnie gets out scot-free with a, like a random intro, like yeah i did take cal into your into your room and he might have stolen the book i don't know uh your book of spells for all eternity when cal's face appears after calling aggie a naughty girl he also goes on to say something like i guess i inherited my father's attraction to cromwell witches oh yeah i didn't like this at all calabar son super creepy and then he's just a fascist. Like, then he just becomes a fascist and is like, we're going to take over everything because you stopped my dad and I'm going to turn Halloween Town to humans. And then I'm he's basically giving away his, his whole plot. Now I'm going to turn the human world to monsters. Blah, and that's his, like, now he his face is reabsorbed by the Minecraft brick. And well, he says in this moment, I, and I, I want to make mention of this because I mentioned it earlier. He says in this moment that, they, they reveal, like, he stole it, he's a warlock, and Marty says something about him taking the book, and he's like, oh, I did I could have taken the book immediately. Like, I didn't need you. I, I could have taken the book. I just wanted you to feel something for me. Ugh. And, gross. like, it's gross. It makes him, immediately it makes him more, like, manipulative and evil to be like, I'm going to use you to get what I want. And if... And it does make him a better villain. True. But the conceit of like, I didn't need you to get into that room and get that book means that this isn't Marnie's fault. That like, he could have just done it anyway. And so Marnie actually doesn't have any accountability here or any onus to it. And I, I think it weakens it a little bit. Like, I like that they make him grosser by making it where like, well, I just did it to manipulate you. I'm just a horrible person person but i think that it takes away some of the like lesson to marnie of like protecting her family maybe or or something there because ultimately it's like ah it doesn't really matter what you did i could have gotten the book anyway or like or at least a, a small tweak to it to your point would be i manipulated you to getting me into the room and then at that point now marnie the lesson is now centered around don't trust somebody you just meet don't don't like show sacred stuff to the witches like to, i think that would be like a minor tweak that's a good a good shift yeah. for her development totally i think it's totally fine for him to be evil and to like own that i that it was that he manipulated her and also for her to be able to have that moment of like oh i need to like 
do a good job of like protecting and and not trust so easy whatever you know yeah. what i mean i love how she's like i should have known because he gave me a rose and then it flashes back to the time we see calabar <laughs> where it like flashes back to calabar giving mom a rose in the first mm-hmm. movie and i just was like what a generic thing to associate with one person. <laughs> like anytime anyone gives her a rose for the rest of her life, she, like, they must on, or, be or an evil. illegitimate son of Calabar. They're evil. <laughs> Roses are like, from the he, warlocks. It would have been better if he had like a certain facial expression or used a certain mm-hmm. word or something mm-hmm. that's more of a tell. Cause like every fucking guy picks roses to give to women. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. stereotypical. Not me. Uh, they're, they're well, not, not a my warlock. Favorite. They're not my favorite flower. Nor the son of Calamon. Yeah. So next time nah. you give me flowers, Max, don't give me roses. You know, all the times I actually did just send you a, a, a thing that's not flowers, but I'm excited <laughs> for whatever it is. But yeah. I'm not a roses girly. I I am a I am an ask the favorite flower guy. Hmm. I'm like early on, I'll be like, yo, what's your favorite flower? Then I know for the future. That's on, good on information. So thoughtful. So we end up in Aggie's house. Everything's becoming grayscale. Even even Benny. God, I was actually sad human about the Benny, Benny change. So Aww, human Benny is sad. Human Benny is like emaciated, probably because he's just a skeleton when he's regular Benny, but it was very sad. They go to Aggie's house and we get a search montage. That like that's all that like throwing papers, search it's just wild. Because because Aggie says, Oh, I actually have a copy of that book. Aggie <laughs> Aggie wrote Spaceship Earth when they say... Call it the first backup system. That's all I can yeah. think of is after, you know, the the library of Alexandria burns and everything goes. And luckily, at, across the Middle East, where Arab and Jewish scholars had... Like, I was like, oh, we're on Spaceship Earth right now. first backup system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And during the search, they pause for a moment because Luke's there too, because Luke is just sort of a carry-on bit of luggage that they take with them throughout the search sequence. And... Marnie is lamenting to Aggie, like, we got to tear this place apart uh, or like uh, some some sort of nonsense that's going to come into play later because it's very, very minor. And Luke becomes a goblin again. Poof. It makes no sense. And their explanation is, hey, the spell must be temporary for everything, even though literally every bit of evidence is pointing out the contrary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it just even, wears off. Even when we look, even when we actually get the minutia, and I say that with such like heavy sarcasm, the minutia of the spell down the road, like it, it wouldn't have worked that way. If, if they really thought that, why do they care to find the spell book? Like, oh, it'll just wear off. In a oh, she bit. says trapper. Are we going to try to trap? Uh, and then Luke changes. That's back. right. But um, that's but right. if if they truly are like, oh, it just wears off after a little bit, like they could stop searching. Yeah, they just need to go back home. What they do instead is they have this sort of, by they, of course, I mean Aggie, has this epiphany that all lost things go to Gort the Jawa. Well, we seeded that earlier. We did. We did. And they need to go see Gort. That's just a fun name to say now that I'm saying it out loud. It's a great name. It's a good name. I am bothered by the there's just a second spell book. Uh, <laughs> part of this movie, like I, I hate this part. Like I, like it. I, it this movie is so fucking weird because <laughs> I, I come out the other end of it and I feel like that is the dumbest 
plot line I've ever seen. And also, I enjoyed myself. Like, it's just so goddamn stupid. And also, I don't mind it that much. You know what I mean? Like, it, it this movie is so weird. I, this whole, if this were a different world, the different characters, I would be so upset that they're like, oh, there's just a book. Oh, there's just a second book. Exactly like it. Like, it's crazy. It, this it, is a crazy I, thing to write. I posit to you, Max and Molly, what would this same plot point be like if it was the Sanderson sisters who had a just a second book? Like, Dude. and two fly in from different directions. I know. <laughs> this feels like Ooh, when would- fucking Thor... His hammer breaks, and so he does the time heist and then calls the second Mjolnir from when he goes to see his mom, and so he just steals that hammer from that Thor. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's like now there's a Thor in that timeline that doesn't have a hammer. Like, it's, you know, like, dare you bring Thor into this <laughs> in a Thor. magnificent film <laughs> when Thor is having a mental breakdown he because he saw his dead mom well she's alive moments then. before she dies and he can't do anything about it that movie's great but it does that movie is hammer. great but you understand what like it, it it's just like oh thor broke his hammer we'll just have him get another one like like it's the same thing you know what else is the same there's a frog thor Oh, God, there is. And there's an alligator Loki. So, yeah, but there's no alligator in a skin suit in this movie. No, frogs. It's <laughs> true. While, they, uh, while Aggie and Marnie are determining if they w- want to go to Gort, we keep having these sort of cutaways, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on them, but we keep having these cutaways back to the human world where Alex is still flirting with Marnie's mom. Speaking of frog. Dylan is being a big old Gilbert, and Sophie is mm. trying to get Dylan out of his mm. Gilberty ways. I just want to be clear here. At the end of Halloween Town, the original, mm. Dylan displays warlock powers that help the Cromwell family beat Calabar. He has since taken a yardstick and shoved it so far up his ass. He was he kind can't of bend character over. before, though, too. He, he was, was. But like he's worse now. It I feels do think like. But it's worse. like it's it. Him and mom just reverted, I think, yeah. is what is how I feel, which is like by the end of Halloween Town we had seen this growth of them sort of accepting or leaning into or whatever to save each other or to connect. Like mom had to help out her mom, whatever. And now it's just like, they're back to hating it. Not as much because there's a Halloween party in their house now, but. (laughs) Now they don't hate the holiday. They just hate Halloween town. And magic. Yeah. And magic. I have a question. Um, And maybe you two with your D&D lore can answer this. Why are they warlocks and not wizards? I thought, based on my extensive knowledge of the wizarding so glad you universe, I thought that witch and wizard were, like, comparable. <clears throat> so, yes. Warlocks, and I'm sure, Max, we can both talk about this for a while. Wizards get their arcane knowledge via study and then inherent ability to tap into the magical powers, but it requires them to study and learn and channel those things through a lifetime of research. Whereas warlocks have a patron deity oftentimes, but not always, a patron entity that grants them those abilities. Okay. I accept your explanation. We talk a lot about Merlin in this movie and how Merlin passes things down. So wouldn't that indicate that they should be wizards? I think that in this movie, they just say 
boys are warlocks and girls are witches and they don't think too much about it. All right, they're well, all sorcerers. All Let's of, just be clear. They're all, they're all sorcerers. That's true. Actually, the most accurate thing to call them would be sorcerers. Because sorcerers just have inherent magical abilities and don't actually have to study a la Marnie. All of my wizarding information tells me that it should be wizards. I'm basing that off of a different franchise. Now I'm sort of caught up in this lore, Max, and I'm I'm stuck on the fact that they should just be sorcerers and sorceresses. Well, I'm going to bring it back to Harry Potter, because very soon we're going to see fucking Cal's face in the fire, a la Sirius Black and Prisoner of Azkaban. That does or not happen. Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire. Although this one is a better execution of it and probably costs way less money. I don't know if I agree with that. (laughs) I'm really bothered by that serious black in the coals of the fire. I don't like it even a little bit. Mm. Oh, and it's just faces in the coals? Like, uh, it's just, yeah, I hate it. I I I really hate it. I think the reason they did that is because in the book, it is uncomfortable. Like, it's physically uncomfortable, and Harry is bothered by seeing it. So I think they didn't want to make it look, like, too nice. Sure. I'm just saying that in execution, I like this one more. (laughs) For your eyeballs? (laughs) For my eye, for my eyeballs, sure. I like this one more. <laughs> Can we just pause for a minute because I do want to talk about this. Alex and Gwen are going to go to the Halloween party, and Gwen asks Dylan, "Hey, did you ask that girl?" And mm. starts listing a series of girls that Dylan was apparently planning on asking, and Dylan just describes this horrific failure to find a date to the Halloween party in a very humiliating way. And sort of writes it up. I was like, well, at least I'll stay up and make sure no magic happens. And I was like, dude, that's, that yo, sucks. Yo, Dylan, did you ever think that if you showed girls you could do magic, you could get all the tail you wanted? No, oh, wow. Just saying. Guys, I'm a Cal- warlock. Calbar. Just ask Calbar. He's got and a fucking son. kid. Just start yeah. giving people, give ladies roses. Give them the roses. Give the roses. Yeah. Back in Halloween Town, Aggie. Marnie go to Gort. Gort is gray. Gort loves socks. Gort has sorted his entire Dude, shit out. Same Gort. I also Dude, love socks. Fucking socks, man. And they again have a sort of searching montage where they're trying to find the book. They can't find the book. Aggie starts going gray. And in the, in the final moments of Aggie going gray, we decide to have a second time travel movie in a row. Yeah, I think they read Prisoner of Azkaban and were like, that'll work. Like, <laughs> and in Aggie's final breaths before becoming monotone, Marnie's like, "Hey, write down this spell for me, would you?" Can I? Can I just say I hate that we lose Debbie Reynolds in both films. Like, I know. I wish. I know. I wish bad things would happen to Marnie and that Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> oh God. God! I don't love marnie's character but i love aggie's character and this is now the second movie where whatever curse is happening hits aggie and then we're without her for like half the movie i understand we understand why it has to happen because otherwise she just solves all the problems like you gotta have marnie solve the problem i just wish we got some more aggie i wish there was more sophie in this movie personally i felt not enough sophie because she's the best cromwell witch after Aggie, uh, I would agree. say. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of the, of the I, youngers. This setup was so out of the fucking blue for okay, me because while they are at Gort's house, they find out they have been trapped at Gort's house, that Cal has put a spell on the home, that it locks them there, and that he is going to uh, go to the human world and 
take control of it at midnight and they're keeping uh marnie and luke in gort's house they can't leave they can't mess with him they can't get him. and so marnie goes on some tangent about hacking and Mama, using you know the back and, and and using the back door how dare you sorry max i interrupted Bring my you. spyscape occupation into this well, so you knew what Marnie was talking about, yeah, about all the, all the use of the back door. I'm a hacker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if what, what, what is so funny, Alan? It's just, He's I am just... So I'm an infant. Alan? It's, it's a butthole joke. <laughs> wow. See? Wow. I <laughs> wow. Some... I definitely would never. I would never. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. I would never <laughs> set you, up Alan? a joke like that besmirch the great name of Zetus Lapidus and bring oh, yeah. a funny joke into this. Hey, Alan, this is, we need to this listen. This is a respectable podcast. Alan, I know, I'm sorry, listener, that you have to listen to this, but Alan, I need to give you, <laughs> we need to, this is a moment of feedback, okay? This is a respectable institution. We don't talk about buttholes here unless we're talking about Cats the movie. <laughs> and the lack of them found there. And the cowardice of not showing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I I prostrate myself before you. You prostrate. You prostrate <laughs> yourself. You prostrate yourself before, yourself before I, me. I prostrate. I Howard? said no buttholes, Alan. <laughs> um, anyway, Marnie is using the back door. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Get a hold of yourself, man. I can't. <laughs> Woo, we're good. She talks all about how Alan, if you can't you go in what? the front door, <laughs> there's got to be another way. Alan, there's got to be another Alan, way. Do you, do you think that this is the type of podcast where we would make butthole jokes? This is uh, sex jokes. Would you, do you think this is, um, a, you, might, you might as well question if Jack Morgan fucked a dog at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the problem. I get it. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Whoo! All right, so let's talk more about Marnie's backdoor strategy. I don't right. want. Okay, for the record, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> All, right, All right, so Marnie <laughs> says. So, so they say. Okay, I just need to say this part, which is that she's like, we're stuck in. So there has to be a way around. We're gonna trick our way out of the spell. We're stuck inside. We can't go outside. We just have to go somewhere else. And Luke's like, that's kind of all the places there are, Marnie. You, you're inside. You can't go outside. And she's like, time travel. And I was like, what the fuck? We also Where did like, that come from? It's crazy because she also goes like a Stephen Hawking rant down the road too. And I'm like, where the fuck <laughs> is that out come of from? nowhere? It's I mean, like, good for you, Marty. You're smart, but like, I don't know how we got. That seems like a leap. I don't know. So Aggie conveniently has the time travel spell memorized, writes it down on a sheet of paper that she's torn from Gort's book about tapioca, and. Marnie is able to read it. Now, she's not really great at the whole location on the timeline thing to get go. She goes five minutes in the past, 5,000 years in the past, and then somehow on the third, you know, third time's the charm, makes her way back into Gort's house in the past some number of years. And we see Gort, like it's a messy place. They recognize him by a smell. This, is, this entire thing is in an attempt to locate Aggie's second backup book. Also, doesn't like okay, 
I understand time travel doesn't exist. But everyone knows that the first rule of time travel is you can't fuck with time. Mm. Like, you're supposed to get in, do what you gotta do, and get out. And she's just like, and like, she's just straight up telling Gort, hey, I'm from the future. And in a few years, your house is going to be forced to be clean. And that's how she gets what she wants. It's not how it works. Also, yeah. As the expert on time travel and time. Listen, we know that Molly is the expert on time in general. Thank you. Yep. Time, time queen and space. That's me. I understand time zones and Mm -hmm. that counts all dimensions. And I'm just saying, if that was how time travel works, then Marty McFly could have just been like, Hey, I don't want to fuck you. You're my mom. Okay. Like it could have been a lot. Yeah. No problems with that. (laughs) Could have been a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah. Calvin, no problems at all. Harry and, and Hermione could have just gone up. To Harry and Hermione and been like, hey, the rat is Peter Pettigrew. Snap its neck. Like, it would have been solved. (laughs) And yet, they're just like, oh, I'm sorry, do you have a problem with me saying they should snap Peter Pettigrew's neck? The entire next, Voldemort doesn't come back if they take care of it like that. I'm saying it's a clean solution, but it's a lot to ask from two 13-year-olds. That's a a lot to ask from two 13-year-olds. Harry murders a guy in book one. The problem is, Molly, that the only way that the time travel happened was that you see that like if time travel actually can't function like that because if events going back into the past were to change the future, then maybe the time travel would have never happened, which wouldn't have ever changed the past, which wouldn't change the future. So it's actually believed that changing the past doesn't affect the future because if it affected the future, then you wouldn't have gone back to the past. Mm -hmm. It's a paradox. It's a... It's they're a just, paradox. I'm just saying they're breaking all the rules. Uh-huh. They are breaking the rules of Back to the Future. I Correct. agree. And Harry Potter. Yep. Of 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 Two beloved stories. Premier sources of time travel rules. Mm-hmm. And hot tub time machine. Probably Three one of the more accurate premier versions. Resources of time yeah. machine. And poof point. <laughs> ah. Now that well, that's one now you've got an argument. That, that, yeah. That's an argument you got there. Yeah. Okay. Here's what frustrated me about this sequence with Gort. There was no purpose for them to be at Gort's place. Actually, that's not true. There's one purpose for them to be at Gort's place. And that is when Gort tells him after a lot of cajoling that he actually sold the second copy of Aggie's book to Calabar 50 years prior. Of course he did. Obviously he did. Why wouldn't he Obviously he did. And obviously this kid just had two copies already, which is even fucking stupider that they put the second book in here because the kid had both of them the whole time. Right. It's, it's, and their explanation for us, oh, now I know why he had to get the second, the main book, because that means that you couldn't go in there and revert the gray spell. No, that's so stupid. <laughs> it's such a dumb fucking plot device. <laughs> just fun fact, just one book would have done the same thing. Dude. <laughs> oh god. Okay. In this time with Gort, 
Marnie loses the sheet of paper that has the time travel spell. And then they have another search sequence at the end of which Gort is like, I guess you can just use this conveniently placed closet that gives you access to all the timelines. And I was like, holy fuck, Gort, that is so much power at your fingertips. I know this guy can literally go anywhere. (laughs) What the hell, man? He can take Rainbow Road to go anywhere. He can. He and that. This is when we get Marnie's like Stephen Hawking thing. But like, what the hell, guys? Like, for, where would you go if you have a closet where you can go backwards or forwards that's in time? Like, where are you gonna that's go? A, that's an interesting question. Can I go multiple places, or I get to pick one? One I'm place, knowing that you're arriving there. Honest. Knowing that you arrive there does not mess with any of your timelines. Does do I get to come back? Yeah, you get to come back. I got a morbid answer. Oh, good. I, I survive. You're going to go to the dinosaurs right as the meteor hits. No, I'm going to April 14th, 1912, and I'm watching the Titanic sink. Whoa. You're watching it sink? You're going to watch it sink? I, bear, I have a lot of questions, but I survive. You just want to know the answers. You can't interfere, right? Like we I can't go tell Captain Smith to like chill the fuck out and yeah, yeah, no, stop we- with his is dick measuring you, contest. Yeah. Part of the rule you is that we can't interfere. You just want to go watch the Titanic sink. Whoa. Yeah. That. Whoa. I told you it was dark. Yo. That is dark. I know. Wow. It'd be really terrible. It would be horrible to hear all those people dying. But I have, I just like. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know, but. And, that, and I. And, uh, yeah. And, and watch it. I, I mean, but like, yeah, I've seen the movie. I've seen all the simulations. I've seen Like, I just think my brain would explode actually watching a huge ship like come apart like that and like you know i i would be curious i have a lot of questions okay well max (laughs) god damn i how do you follow titanic man dinosaurs i'd like to see a dinosaur in real life (laughs) listener max is frozen in time right now i broke max i i am Really having a hard time with this. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a um, God! You, you stepped to bat and hit a home run with that one. I Whoa. have uh, two answers, I guess. <laughs> Are they? I sad? I too would like to see a dinosaur <laughs> not die, though. I just want to see him. In I mean, I guess maybe, I guess maybe I am morbidly interested in what an extinction level event looks like. If I knew I was going to survive, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm somewhat interested in like what an extinction level event looks like. Um, my other answer is far less serious, which is like, <laughs> I'd like to be in a club listening to Charlie Parker play with Miles Davis and John Coltrane. Like that's, that sounds fantastic to me, man. Let me go back to the twenties and thirties and listen to some of the best jazz players that have ever lived. I would like that very much. If I want to go back and like observe something and know that I'm coming back, I'd like to go back and just, I want to be in the room as the founders are making those calls for the U.S., like I want to be in the room oh. when like the declaration is being where signed. It if yeah, you want to be in the room where it happened. I think it'd be so fucking cool to be like this. It'd probably smell terrible, but I'd like to be yeah, in the room and be like, bad. "Hey, like, what is this 
this you, is a historic event and I want to watch that play You can't out. change history, though. Absolutely can't. You can't just, tell them to, like, be less racist. Yeah, I, I would have a hard time not saying anything, but if you, like, I view this this you, event as, like, you get transported more back and you're uh, just a fly on the wall. It's yeah. observational. Yeah. You can't be like, maybe maybe don't write the Second Amendment down. That's going to cause a lot of problems later. Maybe oh, yeah. don't write Maybe that Maybe that one. three-fifths rule has a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah those are the two things bad. I was thinking about. When I, yeah, yeah, I was like, maybe you could maybe you could just borrow the quill and scratch some things out while you're there. So all, peop- <laughs> all people are created yeah. equal. All people. Yeah. yeah, anyway, that'd be interesting. That'd be really cool to go back and see the see the founding. That'd be dope. I was yeah, I, have a lot, I think I have a lot of answers like that of just like... Fly on the go wall. Go be in the coliseum during the games Ooh, i would sure. yeah the first like, olympiad that feels I would, big there's some cool concerts i'd love to go to like the famous queen uh live aid would be awesome mm-hmm. to see i my number one artist that i wish i had seen in my lifetime was michael jackson so to be like mm-hmm. front row for like the thriller tour or oh, like you know, early early mj stuff yeah like some of his revolution like his like amazing tours mm-hmm. i also when we traveled last weekend i said to alan like i kind of wish i lived in the time when like people dressed up to go mm. fly and it was like a big a to fancy do. event and a to-do and you had your cigarette and your martini on the flight and like mm. you were all fancy and you know it was before I don't like a smoke-filled airplane to yeah, yeah. Really make travels uh, feel good. Yeah. I want I want that martini and I want that Marlboro. <laughs> oh God, God, <laughs> jeez! You know, I, I, the secondary item, and then I, that I promised to move on. I want to go to New York before skyscrapers. I want to like see New York as it was when it was like prior to it being this teeming, massive, bustling metropolis. I'd like it to just see these sort of like buildings prior to. I think it'd be really, really dope to see that architecture. Okay, last one. I want to go to like 1950s Disneyland oh, and have sure. like Walt strolling down the street and just like, yeah, I would lose my shit. Quaint Disneyland mm-hmm. in the fifties where everybody dressed up and it was a to do. And or even like, like a year before it opened, like, Oh yeah. See it like under construction. Oh yeah. There's like, a lot of cool it, Disney history moments. I'd ooh, like to the premiere of snow white. Yeah. It's yeah, like in the room cool when they're when you know yeah. they're drawing things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Martha's Vineyard in the seventies when they're making Jaws. Okay, this could go on forever. So, what we well, instead what we have happen is they are at Gort's place. By the way, did you guys catch the really? I, I saw this it literally in my notes as I looked down because Gort said the line. They were talking about like, is this stuff going to be organized? And he was like, yeah, I keep all my scabs under the porch. And I was like, I heard that. I wanted to. Yeah, I got. Also, his his pet giant cockroach is it an ant or a cockroach it's a cockroach for sure awful anyway named spike this is sorry before we get to the timeline this is where we discover the spell that breaks the gray spell because they 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 find that out and then they need to time travel back to save aggie Um, and they what they realize is that it can't have just been that it was temporary because no one else has broken out of it. Luke, the non-witch, is the one that finally tells Marnie how magic works. And, <laughs> and so he's like, you had to have said something. You said something, and I turned back. And so they start to break it down. And, you know, I, I actually saw this coming. Like, as he started talking about it, I was like, oh, I see where we're going here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I started, as she was thinking about what she said, I was like, oh, I get what we're doing here. And then I was a little disappointed in execution because basically what they got to was that what Marnie had said 
was a sentence in which a certain uh, combination of words was a different combination of words backwards. Because that's how spells work, is that if you want to reverse the spell, you just say the spell again backwards. Very convenient. And Marnie had said, trap uh, something, and the spell is apart, which is the same letters but backwards. And so I realized what they were setting up, and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty clever. But then... I was bummed that it was just apart and trappa. I wanted it to be a full, like a phrase, like three or four words, because every spell we've heard has been long, not, not one word. And I just thought, this is fucking ridiculous that I might walk around. She even does it later. She was like, you wanted to keep us apart. And I was like, why didn't somebody turn gray? True. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make it. Also, can we just take a moment to pour one out for Gort? Because Marnie tortures gort she oh, literally she is torturing gray, not gray gray gort. not gray gray Poor not gray. more than more than that he does not consent not at this. all in fact he asks her to stop multiple fucking times and she doesn't she just keeps doing it not only that when she loses her time travel spell she tortures gort by trying out nonsensical phrases which is intended mm. to sort of seed you can make your own spell down the road right like that i i understand what you're supposed to do there but she targets gort Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, honestly, she surrounds him in gnomes. It's <laughs> also, we have to set up what, what Cal's doing back in. Oh yeah. They're at the party, the muggle world. Cal has, I'm sorry. Nomadge muggle is a, is a slur. What's nomadge is from the, what the films we do not speak of. Correct. He is going to do a spell. And this is probably going to put us on another tangent. And I'm sorry, but he is preparing to do a spell that whatever Halloween costume you're wearing at midnight, you become that creature, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why he had Frog Dad give the Cromwell mom a hideous Gwyn. monster mask mm-hmm. and is like insisting she goes to the high school dance. Um, mm-hmm. But if you figured out that that's the spell that was going to happen at midnight, you could use it to your advantage. Sure. Because theoretically, I could wear a Black Panther Halloween costume and mask and then turn into Black Panther. Yeah, I I don't know that it works that way. I think that it only works with monsters because Sophie is dressed like a cowgirl and she doesn't change at all. I think it has to do with the mask. I think the mask is the change. Maybe. Yeah. I said the same thing. I said, oh, God, please don't turn Dylan into a Mexican. A mariachi. <laughs> because he had on a God, sombrero is, and, yeah, a and a poncho. And I was like, come on. That's, you know, it's, that's it's 2001. 2001. <laughs> but I was like, please don't do something offensive with Dylan. And then he didn't turn into like a mariachi gentleman. Mm-hmm. So I think the mask because the, they were really insistent that the mom wears the mask the whole time so for mm-hmm. me it was like the mask is what triggers it but i just thought if i figured out they were going to do that i would wear like a superhero costume and then i'd become a superhero hmm. yeah i mean i think you're right if the if that's how it works you might as well take your shot right i so think my read of it was that it was just monster masks but i could be misreading i think superhero is best case scenario yeah but which one you have to have a mask iron man Mm, good choice you become you just become the suit you think you have the suit ultron you get the suit the good news is you don't need to do it tony stark doesn't have powers he's just a billionaire philanthropist you know what i mean like 
I think Play, billionaire playboy what is he saying that whole thing Bitter like boy. if you have the suit you have the powers I think is my point hmm. I think I'm going Black Panther well shit you can have Black Panther too I could be Shuri Black Panther no I think Spider-Man's another solid option like, I would consider I, I'm Batman? waffling between Spider-Man and the Hulk oh the oh. Hulk is interesting do you think you get Bruce Banner or you think you're just Hulk I don't think it matters. I think if I like, if I think here's you're the Hulk. deal, here's the deal. If you're going to put me, let's just, let's just you be, let's get a professor Hulk costume. So at least you have a brain. Sure. Let's just be logical though. If you're going to put me in a room full of monsters that, and this is about to happen and they're going to attack me because that's what happens when the spell is sort of, when it goes off, if I'm the Hulk, I'm good. I can, I'll, I, I can, I can settle that shit down real quick. Cause the Hulk is relatively invulnerable. If I've got like goblin number three running that's at true. me. Sure. Yeah. Hulk is good. Okay. Iron Man, Black Panther, and the Hulk will take care of this True. issue. Yeah. Uh, Air Jaws, Duck Fists, and Professor Blitz. Here <laughs> Maybe we should right. dress up like them, and then we would turn <laughs> yeah. into our superhero alter ego. Yeah, we're, we're just all dress bad. up like a shark, Molly. See how that works out for you in land <laughs> party. Just, I'll be a land. Start, she just suffocated. She just changes and like. <laughs> She's just. You know. You know what, Max? It's interesting you bring up sharks. Oh God! Uh-huh. It's happening because. Throughout this film, I thought, wow. You thought sharks? The the creature and makeup effects are so yeah, good. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good in this movie. They must be done by someone that's worked on a plethora of other films. Maybe they've been a dog supervisor. Uh-huh. In Hounded. Uh, what? Maybe they've been a practical shark supervisor. Uh-huh. And only one man came to the top of my brain, and it's Roy... Crime, crime rim. Okay. Oh yeah, it came right to the top of your brain, huh? And Old he Roy truly crime was rim. the dog supervisor on Hounded. He was the creature and makeup effects director on this film, and he was the practical shark supervisor on a cinematic masterpiece, Two-Headed Shark Attack. <laughs> the tagline okay. of which I'd is like to see that movie. One body, two heads, six thousand teeth. <laughs> that math does not work out. <laughs> what a great tagline. Yeah. Uh, it stars Brooke Hogan. Yes, that Hogan. Wait. Wait. From Hogan Knows Bass. Yes, as Kate. But this is not her first ensnarement with sharks because she also plays Sandy Powers in Sand Sharks. So, Max. Is this your theme? If the lore of sand sharks is true, I'd be doing just fine. There's no (laughs) sand in the gym. (laughs) Well, you know, you could talk to Eric Scott once about that because he plays Sheriff John in sand sharks, but he also plays Dale in avalanche sharks. (laughs) (laughs) My God. You went sharks the whole way? What the fuck is happening? And when you see a movie such as avalanche sharks, you think... Wow, the visual effects are amazing. And, Do you? And they were done by Joshua Graham, who the next thing or one of the next projects he worked on was of the same caliber as Avalanche Sharks, <laughs> Game of Thrones. What? He went from Avalanche Sharks to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Dude, I'm just so disappointed tonight. Game of Sharks. I like tried. Some... I need you to know I tried. Uh. I tried to do Sharks the whole way through, but oh, this this worked out because uh. I thought, wow, what a jump. 
What a joke yeah. this man what has made. Weep. Oh, what a, a mighty weep. What a, a, a story of encouragement, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones, you may know. Uh, my One of my favorite characters, Daenerys Targaryen, played by Amelia Clark. She also played uh, in the romantic film. I wouldn't call it rom-com because it's pretty sad. She plays the female lead Lou in Me Before You. Her romantic uh, opposite was Will, played by Sam Claflin. I fell in love with Will, like so many people, I'm sure both of you included, when he played Finnick O'Dare in the Hunger Games movies. Mm. Mm. Hunger Games! The I just Hunger Games. This. He's like, you want a sugar cube? People mm-hmm. are all Team Pete or Team Gale, and I'm like, Team Finnick over here. Mm. Finnick is a type of fox. He is very handsome. And he is apparently foxy. That's true. Uh, and the Hunger Games wouldn't be anything without stunts. Stunts done true. by the likes of Ian Quinn who also portrayed an astronaut, astronaut Pete Shelby, in the hit film Armageddon. Mm. We got there. We got there. Long walk on the way there, you'd say. So I'm pleased to tell you that Judith Hogue plays Denise in Armageddon, and she's also bomb in this movie. <laughs> I think we did that one on the way back, but it was it's worth it every time. Every single time. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, that's good. I love that we took sharks there. That was really, really I really bomb, tried, because there's a guy who was in a movie with Roy Scheider, who's the lead in Jaws, and I was really trying to get from avalanche sharks to Jaws, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, well, mm. hey, you gave it you gave it a good try. I, I also tried to find someone else that could be linked directly from this movie to Armageddon and do the shortest one on record. And I went through, I shit you not, every single cast and crew member in Halloween Town 2 to see if anyone else connected, and they didn't. Mm. Nah, bummer. Well, good on you. You've been armageddon the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. We're back at the Halloween party that is occurring at the high school on this mortal plane of Earth. While there, Cal has appeared. People are wearing their monster masks. Mom, Gwen, turns Alex into a pile of toads immediately after telling Sophie not to do magic in person because she turned a... Well, Alex kind of creamed his jeans because he's a frog and she made a fly appear in front of him. This This part was so so weird. weird. Well, because Sophie, Sophie and Dylan come to the high school to tell mom that Alex is frogs in a trench coat because Sophie has read in her book about golems, which this is Definitely at Golem's work. And so she's read about how golems are made of frogs. Is and that, that a Alex, thing? There are mm. golems in fantasy. They're usually like made of clay or stone or they're like, like think of like a walking statue. Yeah, they're on a automaton, okay? but like yeah. animated. Like if magic. a statue came to life and it was made of anything like uh, stone, mud, whatever, right? But these are frogs. Yeah. And so Sophie's like, mom, mom, he's three frogs in a trench coat and mom's like that's crazy who told you that and she's like marnie and also grandma thought that mom's like i don't believe anything they say even though two years ago i was definitely in halloween town dealing with problems with them and like connected with them about magic and i'm also a witch and i know all this shit's real but i still don't believe anything you say about magic stuff and so sophie's like what if i just make a fly and then alex produces a frog tongue Mm-hmm. and, and mom's like oh you're you're three frogs in a trench coat and then blows them up. That is what happens. After literally she's shouting at 
Sophie, like, do you know I told you never to do magic in public? Which, like, we can all agree. Producing a fly, minor magic. Yeah. Very minor. What Gwyn does is turn to Alex, as you said, Max, and blows up a man. And it turns him into seven frogs on the ground. It, to which Dylan says, may anybody know where there's a swamp? Which I actually liked. That was a funny line, I thought. <laughs> Way to go, Dylan. Way to go. Good job, buddy. Good this job. is your contribution to this movie. <laughs> You've done literally nothing else other than me. A huge stick in the mud, but good, good on you for this one. While this is happening, Cal flies up to the rafters, then makes the longest eye contact with Gwyn ever. Where He's Gwyn... Like, Mom. Mom, is that you? Where then... Gwen does nothing but stare back at her long lost son and mm -hmm. Cal forces the mask over Gwen's head because he's about to begin the spell to turn everybody into magical creatures. Yeah, Just he uses force lightning and it pulls <laughs> her mask down and glues it to her face. Well, he's a Sith Lord and the lightning would melt her skin. So that adds right. up. At the same time, Marnie and Luke and now not Grey Aggie are on their way back to They're on Rainbow Road. Yeah, they're on Rainbow Road back to Well, they've opened up a portal. They opened up a portal it back like to Rainbow Road though. The timeline thing that they're on, the convenient timeline magic. Well, they've already done that. They've already done that because that's how they got Aggie back to not be gray. They took the timeline, they took Rainbow Road as you should say, back to regular Gord's house, popped Gord back to oh, be normal, the, popped Aggie did back the to be normal. Part of spell. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then you're right. they made a spell to go back to uh they opened the portal to go back to Earth. Well, but the portal doesn't work. Correct. Right. The oh yeah, no, 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 no. It does work, but it it, it closes in Marnie's Closing. face. Correct. Yeah. Right. So as it as it is opening, Marnie tries to hold it closed. Talk about a convenient time to have a Hulk mask. Holds it closed, unsuscessful. Holds it mm. open. Holds, holds it. Holds it. Open. She's trying to hold it. Holds because it the portal between Halloween Town, as agreed upon by the citizens of Halloween Town, the portal between worlds only opens on the day of Halloween and closes at midnight. And so uh, they come back, they turn Aggie not gray, and they are gonna go save their family. They open the portal as it's turning, as the clock strikes the midnight hour and the door closes and much to her dismay, Marnie cannot hold it open. She is trapped in Halloween town to which Aggie's like, well, I guess you're just gonna have to wait a fucking year. <laughs> what, what, a, what a crazy <laughs> thing to like say. That. Like, hey, guess what? You're going to wait a year. Cut to Cal transforming, which is an actually scary scene. <laughs> All of these humans into the monster mask they're wearing, which is actually kind of scary, especially when it happens to Gwen when she becomes the Green Goblin. TBH. Dude, mom's, mom's costume is scary. Mom's costume looks like they had leftover pieces from Don't Look Under the Bed, and then they made her costume, and it's so terrifying. It's scary. Like, it is next level. It's way scarier than the mask she's wearing 100%. for Halloween. And that, to me, was the only one that looked that different. Like, the rest of them kind of looked like mm -hmm. the mask, but just, like, wonkier kind of. Hers was scary. Scary. So while this is happening, Dylan, it's chaos. Sophie's running away from everybody. Dylan's trying not to get his blood sucked from a recently uh, transformed vampire. And listen... KGB has displayed great acting range throughout this film. Still can't cry on camera. And <laughs> like has just true. displayed I, I, no shade has displayed great range except for the weeping. We get back to her having this breakdown of like, we can't, we have to open. I'm going to find a way. So she brings out the talking shrunken skulls from Trader Sam. 
and gives Sophie a quick ring. And together they decide with Dylan's help, because now Dylan is like, his life is in danger, so he's going to be a warlock now. They're going to create a spell to open the portal and then break all the all of the treatises and agreements made between the human world and Halloween. They're going to violate the their version of the Geneva Convention and yeah. open up the, the starting of war. They're effectively, Honestly. effectively, this this is not great, and they're going to open the portal permanently between Halloween Town and the regular world in this high school gymnasium. Correct. Oh my gosh, this is just the stranger things in the upside down all over again. So it's true. They do open a portal the upside down in a high school gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which one did it better? Who's to say? Oh, certainly Halloween Town 2. Well, I mean, I think that Halloween Town 2 walks as stranger things could run. You know what I mean? Like, true. is there even a stranger things without Halloween Town? That's kind of what yeah, I'm The Duffer brothers definitely watched this and were like, now For there's sure. an idea. I'm saying. What we have learned from our DCOM watching extravaganza is that most of modern media would not exist without DCOMs. Right. That's true. Right. So really, it's a service. This service in particular is an open portal always between Halloween Town and the Mortal Plane. I have some questions about the magic of this. Can you just make up a spell? Apparently. Yeah. I know they can, but like... And Are you it, asking us magicians if we well, made up I'm a spell asking before? Up, I'm asking the lore. Like in Harry Potter, you can make up spells, but it takes longer. Like the fact that they just like start saying nonsense and it immediately create. Why? I don't know. It just feels like this is the same as... Marty not really having done anything wrong and the fact that there's a backup book and there's just like every time there's a problem no, in this movie, bad. there's yeah. just like a nonsense a solution. solution to yeah. it. And it's no- poorly written. Nothing matters. Basically. I think that you're the answer I would suggest to you is that I think consistent across most fantasy spells had to come from somewhere. So someone made them up, but usually it's happening from very powerful, uh, spellcasters D has what they call the circle of eight which are uh some of the most powerful wizards to ever live that created most spells and i think they even reference this in the movie which is like particularly powerful witches can make their own spells and they are kept in their in their spell books right but the fact that sophie and marnie do it i think is the part that doesn't make any sense and they also don't give sophie any of the credit for it later by the way they give marnie all the credit because aggie's like well, yeah, you could teach me a few things. I don't have anything to teach you. I'm well, like, Sophie was an equal contributor, as was Dylan. Sophie is the smartest character in this whole movie because she 100%. figures out everything. Everything. Just yeah. ask Sophie. Just ask her. She knows. Yeah. It just The fact that Marnie is going to get the Cromwell name and not Sophie is the biggest like robbery this I universe agree. has gotten. Sophie was the one who solved everything in the first movie, too. Oh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Regardless, this portal opens, much to Cal's chagrin. Cal is angry, so he flies down uh, with his glitter cape. And And he definitely (laughs) didn't buy at Party City. Yeah, his his glitter cape from Spirit Halloween and and lands on the ground and is like, I have both books, therefore bad. It's just so stupid that he has both books. Like... (laughs) Why would you even have both books? Why wouldn't you just leave one at home? Yeah, like, it's like put one in a vault somewhere to be like yeah. a safekeeping. How else would you taunt your enemies? So he taunts them with tendrils of black licorice coming from his sleeves that it's envelop the worst everybody. CGI in this film. And then Marnie 
starts to exude the heavenly host from herself <laughs> and walks like a mummy towards towards Cal, which causes the black licorice to melt and she gets both books back and like this And then he explodes. And yeah, he just explodes. He dead. And the stardust. I, they said he'll come back. They'll they'll figure out a plot way to bring him Luke back. Luke is like, he's coming back and Marnie's like, We'll be ready. Yeah, it's crazy. You think the movie's going to wrap there? Not really, because we have to have a sequence going back to Halloween Town because the portal's open now where everybody is now going to do trap a trap a trap a trap a trap a trap a trap on all of the things in Halloween Town, reverting it back to normal. Did you see the Hocus Pocus Easter egg? Yeah, Sarah? One of the Halloween Town witches is wearing Sarah Sanderson's outfit. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. And it ends with Marnie... Going to Halloween Town with Aggie to start her year tutelage. And while Aggie's going to train Marnie on the ways of the witch, Marnie's going to train Aggie on the ways of the World Wide Web. I was going to say, I have AOL. Mm -hmm. Instant Messenger, yep. And that is, uh, that is the end of Halloween Town 2. Not until the end credits where we get a really good song. Oh, it's a banger. Yeah, I was slapped. singing it when we were getting ready to record. That song slapped. Don't mess with the witches, bro. Don't mess with the witch's brew. Yeah, that was Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. So, what did we think of it? I'll go first. Six. Six. I think most of that rating, I'm going to be honest, is it's like the Xenon rating of like, I, I feel good about being here and with these characters. I think that this movie is better than Xenon the sequel because they don't have a villain that is the hero. But uh, but mostly I feel like nothing happened in this movie and that none of the plot devices make any sense at all. Uh, but I still enjoyed it. And so I will give it a six. Okay, Molly? I actually had also thought six. Similar feelings. I feel like, uh, generally speaking, the acting was better in this movie than in the most recent decoms we've been watching so i was thankful for that um as always good to see characters that we know and love before particularly aggie and sophie as they are the best characters in the cromwell uh family and halloween town universe the plot's a little silly and nothing matters but it was nice to see these characters again and i'm curious to see how halloween town high and halloween town three or is that halloween town high the next I one think that's three. Out. I think high is three. Yeah. Excited to see what happens there. Hmm. I'm I'm worried as you're talking about that. I know that Debbie Reynolds is back because I saw her in the promo. Like when I finished it, Disney Plus was like, wanna watch Halloween Town High? And I saw Debbie Reynolds in the promo. I'm worried there's gonna be a movie where Sophie's not here. Ooh. I don't know. I could look, but I'm now right now I'm projecting concern. That there's going to be a movie where we don't have Sophie. I back. wish I could remember IMDb off the top of my head because she's not been in very much. That actress has been in like six things. Mm. But there's one that we don't that KJB's not in. The fourth oh, yeah. one, so she's probably not in that one. Interesting. Uh, for me, I gave this movie a five point five. I think that there could have been some more development for more development for the characters, like mainly Marnie. I, I wanted to see her develop more and like show some more growth as opposed to just being like, I'm still the Cromwell witch. But you know, it was good to it was good to see all the characters again, particularly Debbie Reynolds, because it's always yeah. like it's always such a nice little brings a smile to my face. Now I'm gonna read you a review from IMDb. 
I'm ready. The title is Dear Lord. Oh. With an ellipses. It's me, Margaret. <laughs> nice. Dear Lord. Now, I've seen some pretty bad sequels in my day. Oh. But this one is just plain terrible. Mm. Five exclamation marks. What I want you to know really quick, I'm going to pause the dramatic reading. Their use of exclamation marks takes up the majority of their review. Oh, okay. The acting was worse. The story was lame. And Kimberly J. Brown really grates my cheese. Oh. <laughs> I really hated that's this. That's a good one. thing. Yeah, right. I love cheese. Why are you? Why is that bad? I hated this one. The first one may not have been Oscar material, but it was a hell of a lot better. Did anyone else realize that they made a completely different looking Halloween town? Yeah. <laughs> we did realize that. We, we did, actually. Observant did. reviewer. That was a pretty dumb mistake. I agree. I didn't love it. but I mean, I would have preferred the original Halloween town, but. Uh, yeah, same. I guess the thing that really got to me, too, was that the ending was almost the same as the first. Marnie stands up to the big bad using her own willpower. How tacky. This movie, it's a one out of ten. <laughs> How tacky. How tacky. How tacky. I was like, wow, people are so, most of them are, most of the reviews here are just like, it's a, it's a good sequel. It was so good How to be back. Tacky. I just love the, like, How tacky. Next up. What do we got? What is next? Twas the night. Oh, we're on a Christmas film. We're seasonal now. We're skipping November and we're going straight to December and we're almost done with this year. We are. You know what? Soon, 2002. 2001's been a roller coaster. It has truly been all over the place. I think next week we should look at the year as a whole and in retrospect... I don't want to tell you what we rated. Obviously, you'll know. But we should look at the year as a whole after next week and talk about, like, highlight, lowlight. I like that. I like that. I think it's just such a... This year, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. This year in particular has felt like it's just been the highest of highs and lowest of lows. We, I mean, 2000, we had one every month. So it feels like it's kind of a blur. But mm-hmm. this one is, it's not every month. It's almost every month, but it's still like, whoa, it's just been crazy. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Looking forward to that. I've not seen that. Have you? Nope. Have you seen Twilight? I haven't either. No nope. concept of what it's about. Well, it's Christmassy, so it's going to be fun. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review wherever you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. It's either at Mammoth Club or at Mammoth underscore Club. Join us on our Discord, the Mammoth Club Discord, if you want to interact with us and the rest of the community. And in the meantime, folks, we will see you next week for Twas the Night. Bye. 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 Strip it.